0: And welcome to episode 64 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal.
1: And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five, which now includes chickens. It does. It's five, so three kids, two dogs, and four chickens.
0: (laughs) Aw. A lot of mouths to feed over here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Our goal of this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. So here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and just anywhere I could find a recipe on the World Wide Web. We'll have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and the shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. We put everything that we talk about on every episode up there. And you can also get all this sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes and uh, see, what you're think- see what we're thinking about every Monday morning. All right, Kate, so this week's recipes were
1: Strawberry Chicken with Avocado by Well Plated, Scrambled Egg and Roast Asparagus Toasts by Foodie Crush, and creamy one-pot pasta with peas and mint from Bon Appetit.
0: Yes. So last week's episode was all about dumplings. We just dumplinged it up, mm-hmm. which was super mm-hmm. fun. Um, it was a lot of cooking. Yep. Yep. So we thought, what better, you know, episode to follow? But maybe we're labor-intensive than um, with some things that may be a little simpler, but celebrating spring. So, you know, yeah, I, that's I, what I we got it. going on this week.
1: Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was kind of a mixed bag of recipes. And... And I think we discovered some good ones. So, Kate, kick us off. What do we have first?
0: Okay. Our first recipe this week is a strawberry chicken with avocado by Well Plated. It, you know, strawberries are finally getting good around here, even though I don't even know if they're coming from around Rhode Island. I believe mm-hmm. they're good somewhere else and they're shipping them to me. Yeah,
1: they're good here. <laughs>
0: yeah. they Are they good now? Yeah, people are doing the you pick strawberries. They're very in season. That sounds delightful. So no matter where you are, it's a perfect time of year in the north in North America, uh, northern hemisphere. This is a perfect time to make this grilled chicken with a chunky fruit and kind of avocado topping or like mm, fruit salsa situation. So first, what you do is you pound your chicken out. And so they're relatively even thickness, which is such a good tip. I always recommend doing that. Mm -hmm. And then you marinate them in some lime zest, lime juice, olive oil a little garlic, honey for sweetness, pepper, and fresh cilantro. So a couple hours to overnight, uh, you can just go ahead and marinate that in a Ziploc bag. And then before you um, put them on the grill, you make yourself the strawberry salsa. diced strawberries, jalapeno, red onions, and avocado. And it's all simply dressed in a lime, honey, and cilantro kind of vinaigrette. Toss all that together, and then you grill your chicken breasts. When they're done, you pile a bunch of that salsa over the chicken and you're all set. I know you broke this recipe into several steps, Betsy. So how did you like it? Yeah,
1: I liked this and I did break it into several steps. I actually grilled the chicken the day before because I was grilling and I thought, mm. okay, I'm going to try and like batch cook this because I got a nice. big thing of chicken. And so I did the, um, the flattening pounding thing. And then they were just in the refrigerator. So I just served it cold, like kind oh. of like a cold grilled chicken salad.
2: Almost.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. That's yeah. a good idea. And
1: I sliced, them, I sliced them up into like maybe two inch kind of strips, sort of like you would just get on a mm. salad, for instance, Sure, if you're visualizing it. sounds that. nice. Yeah. And then scooped the, um, you know, scooped that strawberry avocado stuff on top of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really good. This was funny in my house because I really liked it. I thought it, like, tasted fresh. I loved it. The kids seemed to be eating it. Ryan just couldn't get his head around the strawberries and avocado and the salsa in the same. Oh, really? He (laughs) was like, I just don't think these two things go together. It's not like I dislike (laughs) them. But it's sometimes, like, when you don't like a texture or something, too, it's just hard to get over. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah, it was funny. So he said, I just don't know if, like, avocados and strawberries should go together. And I said, but, I mean, they – is it good? I think that's a good indicator. And also, what's
2: who's <laughs> like making what's the rules? You? Like, what's, right, right. Yeah, what
1: kind of food rules are you living by? Uh, that being said, it was one of those situations where he was like, I'm not sure if this is good or not, as he goes in for thirds. So <laughs>
0: I think you're that, like, all right, cool. Thanks for the feedback. <laughs> yeah, again,
1: again, thanks, Ryan, for the added value uh, to the podcast. So that was kind of our. Um, take on this i thought it was good if those ingredients sound good to you you might really like this and i did like it as a cold chicken Mm -hmm. and then make the salsa the day of and then that stays real fresh and is kind of a quick dinner then
0: yeah or i thought this would be a fun potluck item you bring the chicken Mm -hmm. breast you bring the strawberry salsa on the side then people can Mm -hmm. kind of like also then people can just maybe choose to eat a chicken breast plain if they're you know not sure if they like it quote unquote
1: Yeah, (laughs) you're right. If they don't know if the flavors will go together. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: If they have have qualms about it. Yeah, I thought this was delicious as well. I was surprised how well the chicken tasted of the marinade. Like that Mm -hmm. really came through. And I actually, and I liked the fruitiness of the salad, salsa, Ryan. (laughs) Um, I will say, like, if you are doing this for maybe a potluck, I tried to keep the salsa in the fridge for a couple days. By day two, I was like, this isn't looking so great. The avocado starts to get really brown. Mm -hmm. Strawberries start to get sad. But after the first day, it was fine. You know, but so, so, you know, think of that. I think grilling the chicken ahead of time is a great idea. I did not do that. And um, I think that would have been delicious. Um, Yeah. I mean, also, I was thinking, Betsy, like, do this for a grill out. Just grill up a bunch of chicken breasts Mm -hmm. with this marinade, which was so good. And then you could do a bunch of different types of salsa. Like, maybe make this salsa. Maybe make a traditional pico de gallo. You know, with the mm-hmm. onions and the fresh tomatoes, maybe a little chimichurri, that kind of green garlicky sauce. And then people could just sauce their chicken however they like.
1: Oh, I like that. Kind of like a mix and mesh. You know I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like
1: yeah. a baked potato bar, but for chicken. Right. For grilled items.
0: <laughs> I like that. And I do love a baked potato bar. Oh, you know? Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? Okay. So, and now I kind of want to have a grilling party. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Mm -hmm. anyway, um, this was so good. And so I'm going to give this a four out of five. I like this, too. I agree. Um, I'm
1: also a four out of five, kind of a high four. I I liked it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: All right. So our next recipe is scrambled eggs and roasted asparagus toasts by Foodie
0: Crush. Right. So the week before, like I mentioned, we cooked. this episode was all about dumplings, which we loved, but... As you know, it was a lot of gathering ingredients, mixing, filling, folding, and folding and folding. And I thought I would need to give us both a little break. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I thought I'd find you actually on my doorstep, ready to fight. <laughs> like, that does. We anymore. need to have a serious <laughs> podcast talk. Oh, yeah, wait. <laughs> have one of those like we need to sit down and talk, Kate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this recipe, I thought it was one of those, it's not super complicated, but a few delicious things come together for a tasty weeknight dinner. And you roast asparagus in a hot oven with salt, pepper, and olive oil. You scramble some, um, oh, toast the bread, mm-hmm. and then cook a little bacon or pancetta. And at the very end, you scramble a few eggs, adding in some Havarti or Swiss cheese at the end. And then on that piece of sourdough, you pile the eggs, bacon, and asparagus on top. And Dig In is kind of an open-faced sandwich. Yeah. yeah, you know, Right? Like, this is yeah. not mm-hmm. rocket science cooking. Not too complicated. Thank goodness. Um, Betsy, you told me a little bit about how this went over with your family, so I am dying to hear more. Okay, Kate. I
1: really liked this. But, mm. you know, my kids, I had made this and laid everything onto the sourdough bread. It was delicious. And mm-hmm. I kind of was in the kitchen cleaning up because we were having a sort of casual dinner night. And I kind of ate my own little slice. Mm-hmm. And they said they kind of called over and were like is this is this a snack before we have dinner what is what is this that you've just put in front of us (laughs) like a heavy appetizer
0: (laughs) like they were having heavy appetizers with cocktails before dinner the dinner bell would be rung to the main dining hall first
1: course and i was like it is not you eat that it's your dinner and after you're done you can go, you know, take a bath. Like this is going to be it. There is this no is it, kids. roast chicken coming out. Um, so
0: that <laughs> like you had gone funny. into the kitchen to like prepare a beef Wellington. Oh, yeah, yes. exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, it did. I thought it was pretty filling. But if you're, um, you know, it just it seems kind of like a very light, casual, fun dinner too. Yes, which is nice. And it's nice, I think, because um, it's very flexible. You can make as many or as. You know, few as you want.
0: Yeah, I did like that. I think it's one of those dinners where if everyone's exhausted, but you've got a few of these things in the pantry, it's just a lovely light meal. You know, I, I think James would like it, but he would also like, but he's kind of a light dinner eater, to be honest. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so this would be, um, but I don't know how I would like serve it to him. He'd be like, this is dinner? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think I yeah. like it. Um, I also think this is a fun brunch option. Ooh, yes, you know, mm-hmm. you know having people over for brunch not if not a lot of people i wouldn't make this for like you know a brunch of 15 but if, if it's you and a couple friends um or even just like a single dinner like you've had a long day mm-hmm. kind of like treat yourself a little glass of wine mm-hmm. um you know also cheesy scrambled eggs yeah i mean always how good. can you go wrong this right? is one of those things where it seems
1: very obvious and like It's one of those things where you'd be like, Oh, of course that's good. But then you actually make it, you follow the recipe, you use the asparagus and the Swiss cheese and the sourdough Mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, this is actually very good. Right.
0: You're like, Oh Oh, a recipe makes – that's why people have recipes.
1: That's why they're telling me to use the Swiss cheese and the sourdough and the asparagus. Um, And when I do all of that, I will be pleasantly surprised. Right? It's mm -hmm. just
0: like a sad – like a sad half of a fiber one English muffin with some scrambled eggs piled on top. I mean, I'm not speaking from personal experience, but –
1: No, that's exactly (laughs) – this is one of my aha moments for the podcast (laughs) is I'm like living in a world of only – fiber one English muffins and scrambled <laughs> eggs. And I'm like, oh, right. this You could, could be, be so living in a better. sourdough
0: toast world, Betsy. I could be living in a sourdough toast world. I am oh. now. I am now. We are now. Yeah, this is a five out of five for me because it is exactly what I wanted. It tastes delicious. The directions are great. And you end up with like a nice meal. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I could ask for a recipe like this.
1: Yeah, I'm giving it a high four out of five as well. I really – I did also really like it and I um will use this as a as a weeknight dinner delicious, mm-hmm. light, easy thing to do. Okay, moving on. Our last recipe this week is creamy one pot pasta with peas and mint from Bon Appetit.
0: Yeah. So for me, one of the best parts of spring and warmer weather are like these pasta dishes that you'll start to see that require minimal cooking, like this one. So mm-hmm. You almost exclusively use the heat of the cooked pasta to make the sauce, which is just like dynamite. It's one less like Mm -hmm. bowl to clean, right? And it's also easy and it's fresh tasting, which is nice this time of year. So to make it, you just cook the peas. You take frozen peas and cook them really briefly, like three minutes or so in boiling water. You put those in a medium bowl and you add chopped fresh mint, finely grated garlic, lemon zest, um, a little bit of cream, olive oil and Parmesan cheese. Then you get your potato masher out. And just like mash it up until you have a rough mixture of that peas, the cream, cheese and mint. And you're also like releasing a little bit of starch from the peas, right? So it's getting thicker. And this is all going on while you're boiling up some shell pasta. And when the pasta is done, you drain it and just add it to the bowl with the pea mixture. You stir it up real well and you serve it with more cheese and mint. Oh, and maybe a little lemon wedge at the end. So what did your kids think of this? All right, this was a weird one for us. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so oddly, my potato masher. We were having the kids do this, and it was th- th- like the spaces in between the peas kept like not mashing. They just oh, like no. in between the potato masher. <laughs> so we had a really difficult time mashing these peas, which seems like it wouldn't be really? an issue, but it was That's for hilarious. Us. I just want to bring it oh, up of because of course it, it was. We all were like, "What is going on here? Why aren't these mashing? Why are they just popping over to the side?" <laughs> um. So that was strange. Oh, no. Also, um, okay, so a few comments. Mint and peas is just, I know it's like perennial spring favorite. Yeah. It's not a flavor I love.
0: Oh, I no, I'm kidding. Don't
1: like it. So I was not extremely enthusiastic about this. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. This is okay. one of those things that always comes up. Every spring, it's like, do <sighs> mint and peas and lemons. Um, and I think you like it or you don't like it. It's just, so I was maybe a little bit less enthusiastic about this. Also, mm-hmm. Ryan said, this feels like something I would have made myself in college. Like, oh. <laughs> Like, Some frozen shells, vegetables. like frozen <laughs> vegetables and <laughs> pasta shells um so huh. anyways i'm giving this a three out of five for us but i think that's just um didn't hit your family it just didn't hit the family and i couldn't get those darn te- peas to mash. i was <laughs> not this was i'm not I sure you couldn't get the peas to mash it was weird i'm curious huh. if anyone else would have this experience or if i it was just, don't know what to say to that i don't
0: either i mean clearly it's a user issue um <laughs> i'm wondering what your potato mesh like i mean is it one of those that has a grid like it looks like a, grid? like a wavy
1: line it looks like a squiggly line up and down oh and down. like an
0: old-fashioned like a really old-fashioned one
1: yeah and i think it's too hmm. wide in between might be too yeah could you know be. so we yeah. ended up with a lot of, i think also we ended up with a lot of like whole peas then so that it really yeah. did taste like
0: peas room, floating peas around in. and Mm-hmm. Peas and shells. I, yeah, and I think that's a good point, Betsy. I mashed the bejesus out of this and really, oh, really? got to the point where there are only a few whole peas.
1: Oh, this was like ninety percent whole. Peas oh yes, yeah. <laughs> no, I can get see these why. Peas right, to mash. Yes. and then I was like, do we take a fork to this? I'm so tired about it. like I
0: just <laughs> then you're can't just anymore. Mad cooking. Yeah. So if you run in that situation, I know you don't like peas and mint. I think you could a live the mint out first thing. Right. You um, could. Yeah. You totally could, and just like focus on the lemon zest in there. So it'd be like peas and lemon, which is delicious mm-hmm. too. And the second thing I would say, if you, I'm not saying you should make this again, Betsy, because you know, Ryan's had some bad memories now, but for the folks who do run into this issue, I would just use a fork.
1: Yeah. I think you know maybe if mean? I had started with a fork, I would have been a little bit in a
0: better spot. Um, yeah. For yeah. Banana. And so really you got to mash the whatever's out of this, because you do want the mixture to get really thick. Otherwise you just have peas swimming around in cheese. You know. Right, which
1: was sort of my experience. I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And, I, and Ryan was like, is this a podcast recipe? What is this? I was like, I don't know. But the kids were delighted how the little shells caught the peas in there. Just... And then they... <laughs> so each shell had, like, peas tucked little,
0: into it. Little peas, surprise uh... peas
1: on the inside. But nothing I... sort of came together as a dish. Yeah. Because...
0: It was just random kind of cream splashed <laughs> over some shells. And Kate, I'm going to be honest. I didn't have the cream, so I just <gasps> happened Oh, half my gosh, Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> so there wasn't enough fat to make it, like, really creamy. Okay. Well, that's so- <laughs> the thing I
1: think people do a lot, is if they don't have cream, they just put their coffee creamer in. I mean.
0: Well, let Please don't put coffee creamer in there. Use like I mean, half, half and, and half. half. I use I use okay, half and yeah. half as my coffee creamer, and all then right, oh yeah, um, fair enough. Yes, yes yeah. That so does I was just sense.
1: like, eh, this is probably fine. I
0: mean, I think that is fine. I think if you had mashed the peas, you probably wouldn't have noticed it as much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I yeah, mean, you probably. really got it. Okay, lesson learned. Mash the peas is is like, really
1: the key here, because otherwise you get what I had, which was like <laughs> <laughs> what <would> appeared <laughs> to be,
0: <laughs> oh. and the peas must have been all at the bottom of the bowl. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, kid, it was like. <laughs> Like whole a whole piece in, in a bath of half and half, <laughs> everything kind of sorts according to its weight. It does, so you get like plus yeah. on top, and then the peas at the bottom, and then in this lake of half and half. No wonder no one liked it, Betsy. <laughs> yes, that was so bad. Okay, okay, so keep going. We're getting overheated. I okay, th- yeah. so you really do need to mash the peas up, and I found that that brought the 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 cheese together and um the 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 cream and it makes it more of a cohesive sauce so i think like if you do decide to maybe make this again Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't sound like you might but for Mm -hmm. those who are listening i've made this twice now we loved it so much oh wow okay yeah it was really delicious james like ate it all up and i was kind of surprised because he um doesn't always like a cream sauce because he finds them a little too heavy Mm -hmm. and this was like one of those things where it was not as heavy as your traditional alfredo sauce right the peas and the mint lightened it up and we both really liked that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, my my masher worked, but use a fork if you, yeah. your masher isn't so working up. You want it to be a mash, like almost like three whole peas left, and the rest are like half or mashed up peas.
1: Yeah, don't do what I did. Um. <clears throat> so, so Kate, I'm going to abstain on this recipe because I feel like I just okay. did it so incorrectly. And how you're describing what this should have been and where I gave up halfway through, okay. um, doesn't, fair doesn't seem fair. So you go
0: ahead. Yeah. I mean, I gave it a five out of five. <laughs> awesome okay let's let's move on from the piece um but you know good good old college try yeah it's a good discussion at least
1: about about how to not do it um (laughs) okay so what was your winner on the week
0: i mean you know the scrambled eggs with asparagus was a surprise hit but the real winner was that strawberry chicken i really Mm. loved the salsa
1: i'm going with the eggs and toast because i thought that was great and um i like that i'm gonna keep it sort of my My rotation is an easy summer dinner for these long days ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very fun. So if any of these recipes sound good to you, always make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dennersisters.com. There we have links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques like the potato masher that we discussed, as well as a link to our shopping list spreadsheet. So I take all the ingredients off these recipes and I put them in a spreadsheet. So Betsy and I can shop easier and we share that list with you. If you'd like to chat more with us, please ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Just search for that and um, join our discussion. All right, Kate. So what's up for the S'mores word today? All right. I wanted to do- – so we've got like a bunch of different topics. You've mm-hmm. got some stuff yes. to talk about. I've yep. got some stuff to talk about. So I'm going to start – I want to talk about my, my favorite spring foods if you're kind of in the northern United States, which is rhubarb. And mm. you and I grew up with it in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, at least when we're growing up, and especially those with the older houses, tend to have a rhubarb patch in the back of their garden or yard. Yeah. And, you know, I know we did in both houses that we had when we were growing up. And now I live in an apartment and I kind of miss that. But, you know, I go to the farmer's market. I hoard it. So I've tried to convince mom to send it to me. She has not. I know she did. She say send it to you. I think she, she might have brought rhubarb. some down. Did Camille she bring at it? Point, but yeah, yeah, I've
1: never been mailed rhubarb.
0: Yeah, so I just wanted to bring up the fact that making rhubarb sauce is one of the best, most delicious tart spring treats ever, and it's super easy. So all you do is chop up the stalks into one inch or so pieces. You don't use the leaves on rhubarb because those are they'll give you an upset stomach at the least of it. Um, anyway, chop it all up, pile it in a medium saucepan and add sugar. And I usually start with about a cup of sugar. It's very tart to about a pound and a half of rhubarb. Um, but I do like mine on the tart side. So kind of like make it with that amount of sugar and then taste it as you go. Um, maybe like a couple tablespoons at a time. It just naturally cooks and breaks down. Um, if you put the lid on top, it'll just steam it up and, That's it for the recipe. It's literally like making applesauce, but Mm -hmm. with rhubarb, you know? And this is so good over, like, vanilla ice cream or with plain yogurt. Um, It's just one of my favorite spring treats. And I thought, if you haven't made it in a while, a little reminder to make it. If you've never made it, you might find it to be something you really love.
1: Yeah, I like that. I mean, it really is something that I love. And I wish I could make from a big rhubarb patch in my backyard. Alas. I'm in
0: Too hot in Atlanta. Atlanta.
1: Yeah, it's like 95 this week. That'd be too hot for the rhubarb, anyways. Um mm-hmm. okay, Kate. I love all that. I have a few things for Listener Corner. Which, love a
0: listener corner.
1: Mm-hmm. That's our really fun name for <laughs> people who My incredibly things.
0: original name.
1: Yeah, Kate, Kate uh and the <laughs> The listener quarter way back in our early episodes and we couldn't think of anything clever, but it's sticking and we like it. So listener quarter this week. First up, we have Lila, who I know from here in Atlanta, and she is going into fifth grade next year and she stopped me at a we were at a dance recital. And she was telling me all about this deconstructed lasagna that she made. And I said, you know what you should do is send me a voice memo so that you can share it with all of our listeners. So we are going to take a listen to that. And Kate will link to the uh, recipe in the show notes.
2: Hi, my name is Lila. And today I'm going to tell you how to make deconstructed lasagna pasta. Um, your ingredients are going to be Pasta. Canned tomatoes, whole or crushed, a garlic clove, peeled and slightly crushed, olive oil, ricotta, salt, grated Parmesan, and some basil. First, you're going to cook your pasta in in your pan, and while that is cooking, um, you're going to make your sauce with tomatoes, a drizzle of olive oil, Um, garlic, basil, and a pinch of salt. And let that simmer for 10 to 15 minutes. Um, well, um, when your pasta is done, you're gonna take it out and drain it. And then add in your ricotta and your sauce and mix it all together. And then sprinkle some parmesan on top and Add some minced basil to the top, and then you have it. Deconstructed lasagna pasta.
0: Okay, Lila is adorable and extremely accurate in her recipe description, and I love it. Yeah, you know how people say
1: I'm a Betsy or I'm a Kate? I think Lila's a Kate. I know. I feel like Lila and I might get along. I think you would too, and I especially love that because we've had over you know the past couple of weeks or so, I've heard from several people that they are listening with their families or with their kids, and I just I think it's so nice. Yeah. So my second listener corner is from Carissa, and she emailed us a recipe that she really likes, and we wanted to share it with you all. It is a skinny Mexican casserole from Damn Delicious, and I. Cannot say enough about the quality of their recipes. They're always very good. I've made a lot of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so this is kind of – this is a 9 by 13. Really great. Has this kind of classic Mexican flavors. And she says she suggests making this into a layered casserole and then adding shredded chicken. And it calls for whole wheat tortillas. But she Yum. substituted the corn tortillas and thought it was delicious. Nice. So Love that. It, we will also link to that recipe. That is another one of these um, – I thought it was just nice, both the deconstructed lasagna and the skinny Mexican casserole also give you some kind of easier, lighter dinners going into this spring
0: into summer. So it's perfect Mm -hmm. timing for a listener corner. With a lot of those kind of classic family-friendly flavors, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Those are – I love suggestions for that because I know we have a lot of people cooking for families. And when you're cooking over the summer, sometimes, um, you know, got all the kids home, people are hungry, they've been to the pool –
2: Mm-hmm. This is good
1: stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We will have all these recipes in our show notes, like Betsy said. And if you have a favorite rhubarb recipe, um, any other recipe recommendation, oh, or even a tip, let us know. Post it in our Facebook group or send us a voice memo. We always love to get those.
1: All right. Coming up next week, Kate, we've got tacos. And I'm excited because I'm not sure if we've done a taco, a full taco episode before yet.
0: We have not. We have not. It's our full-time. So I am – one of the recipes that we've got on the docket is a vegan taco option. So that should be fun. Yeah.
1: All right. So that's what's for dinner. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you.
0: Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes, grocery lists, and other fun stuff. If you've got some dinner ideas, you can always send us an email or a voice memo to dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating.